Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Diana Skellinger is the founder of Skelly Build, a residential and commercial construction firm headquartered in Austin, Texas. Diana's passion is creating beautiful functional spaces that fit the homeowner's lifestyle. She's a graduate of the University of Texas and a mom to two girls. Welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast, Diana. Thank you so much. I love when people include um, their kids in their bio because it's so like affects so much about our jobs, you know, and like it does. who we are as people. Yeah. I mean, I think, so I have a two-year-old and I have an eight-month-old and mm-hmm. it's, first of all, I love having my kids like way more than I expected to. I think honestly, for me, having kids is easier than owning a business, especially oh, yeah. at their, especially at their age, because they're just a little bit more controllable, but yes, that's a question that I get frequently is like, how do you balance motherhood and construction? And it's, there is no balance. I don't think that's possible. I think some weeks I spend more time with my kids and some weeks I spend more time developing the business or working in the business, but it feels good to do both. So, so do you think then that, are you saying that because some weeks you, you may be more spent spending more time with the kids, some weeks you're spending more time on the business. So then do you think we should not be trying to like achieve this perfect balance every day or every week? I personally don't think a perfect balance is, is doable just because yeah. firstly, I mean, the definition of that, I think is, is challenging to actually figure out, but you know, and that's what I tell everybody. They're like, how do you do both? And I do want to have more kids and I do want to grow my construction company. And, you know, it's just about, like I said, some weeks my kids need a little bit more attention and some Mm -hmm. weeks the business needs more attention, whether that be we're starting a bunch of projects or we have an unhappy client or we have, you know, problems and solutions we need to work towards. But for me, like, it's really about the feeling of it versus, okay, I'm going to spend... 40 hours a week working and then the rest of the week is with kids like it's it's totally different for me every week and Mm -hmm. that's actually something I really love about business ownership is that you're able to have that flexibility and that's something that trickles down to my employees which I think is really important as a female business owner and something that is captured better by female business owners is flexibility in the workplace especially obviously with what we've seen with COVID in the past two and a half years yes yeah so true so, All right. Well, you know, so yeah. I, I, I want to hear you have, so, okay. What you're getting at, I think is that you are a female business owner, but mm-hmm. you, something we haven't gotten into yet is that much of your team is also women. So we're going to talk about that um, because their lives are affected as mothers. And, but I mean, it really doesn't matter if, if you're a parent or if you're a mother or a father, everyone has a personal life. Right. So we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but before we do mm-hmm. that, I would love just to hear how you got into this field. Did you originally start out knowing you wanted to get into construction? 
So no, I definitely did not originally know I was going to get into construction. So I went to the University of Texas and I graduated with a public relations degree. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm definitely different than what I'm doing right now. So I graduated with a public relations degree and then I worked for a consulting company for under a year and I did event planning for them, which I really enjoyed the event planning aspect of things, but I was working you know, like 60 to 80 hours a week. And I wasn't able to create any kind of, I wasn't having a personal life like I had wanted to in my early twenties, which was, you know, I'm a very hard worker and I'm, and that's fine, but just making sure you actually get to spend time with your friends and family is very important as well. So I did that for less than a year. And then I was recruited by a title company, home title, and I did marketing for them. And so that was, just trying to bring in, bring in business to the title company. So I met with real estate agents and lenders and really just did like a lot of breakfast, lunches and dinners and tried to get to know them and tried to bring them to our title company. I did that for two years and that wasn't as challenging as I had wanted. So I was like, okay, how do I find this like medium in between of Mm -hmm. where I'm feeling challenged and I'm feeling creative, but I'm also feeling like I can have my weekends. So yeah. I approached a female construction company and she was not at the point of hiring yet. So her and I talked for, I don't know, six or eight months, like quite a bit of time about how I could fit into the business, what I wanted to do. This was before like HGTV was popular. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is a while ago. Yeah. So I just, I really was interested in construction because it combines, if you think about like my past two jobs, event management and just kind of like socialization and spending a lot of time with people. Those are two things that construction really does require because Mm -hmm. project management for a construction job site is to the day project management for an event is like by the minute. So it's a little different, but it's still the same kind of concept. So I approached her. She finally hired me. I took like a huge pay cut, which was fine because I really wanted to do it. And I wanted to work for another female. Um, and, and that I worked for her for like three years and we did construction and renovations also in Austin. And, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of the aspects of the job. And eventually I opened my own firm, um, which was almost six years ago now at this point. And I think just from my past jobs and bosses, I learned a lot about how I want to be as a boss mm-hmm. and how I don't want to be. And yes, I, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that was my kind of journey to construction. (laughs) So when you were working for the woman owned construction company, were you, so you jumped it right in as a project manager? I really did everything. So I did sales, I did estimating, I did project management, I did marketing, I did, you know, like any kind of marketing development you can think of. So like, you know, flyers, ads, all that stuff too. Um, so I, I got very rounded on like the whole business besides kind of just like the finance and accounting side. Um, so because it was such a small firm, I did everything. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot. So you were in a really good position to start your own business, but did you have any actual business experience or business training? No, I had no business ownership experience. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing that you, you know, it's amazing that you got, you had the confidence to do that, but I'm sure it was challenging. 
Um, how long would you say it took you to get your foothold and, and get that business going? Oh gosh. I think every, every year over the past six years has been some kind of new developmental phase, right? So like the mm -hmm. first year was just developmental and like setting up my systems and setting up accounting and figuring out referrals and lead generation and, you know, making sure the business is bringing in money, like simple <laughs> things like that, you know, like, and then the second year it was like, okay, I'm ready to hire people. So employee hiring and retention and benefits and all that stuff. And I think, you know, and then it's like the next year is employee training and strengthening our internal processes and mm -hmm. figuring out how best we can serve clients. And it's been something every year. Um, and I think that's something kind of like that's special about our business too, is that we are constantly trying to grow and become more processed and learn. Like I'm a big proponent of mistakes are made a lot. Like mistakes mm -hmm. just happen. They do. And everybody within my business understands that, but like, let's try not to do it a second time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just learn from so, it. Yeah. Your, your team. So if you go to your websites, it's skellybill.com. Mm -hmm. You That's go to your correct. website, skellybill.com. And, you, and you, you look at, you click on teams, you see your team. And it's, mm -hmm. I was, I, I was so, I was so surprised that it was such a large team. It's, it's a lot of people and um, it's uh, looks like a lot of women. And I'm sure you get asked about this. I don't know, maybe not, but I, I, I'm wondering if you get asked about this, like, how did you end up with so many women at your firm <laughs> or was this yeah. by design? It's just the way it happened because there's so much talent out there. Yeah. So I think we have 16 in our team right now and oh, um, 12 of them are women. That's awesome. So it was, you know, it was really important for me when I started this firm to ensure that like women had the opportunity to enter construction industry if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then like, what's really amazing about that is you find out that women are actually really kind of, not even kind of, super amazing in, constru in the construction industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they have so many women like naturally and innately have so many amazing things about them that are so beneficial in construction, like organization, proactive and not reactive, um, mm -hmm. you know, empathetic to clients. Like that's something that you're not seeing in the construction industry a lot. And, and always, I think like, you know, doing the right thing, taking a path, maybe that takes longer, but making sure it's done correctly. I mean, I could go on and on about women in the construction industry, but I think they're really, truly amazing, especially as project managers. And what I found once I started the business is that a lot of women actually are interested in construction. They just weren't given the opportunity to, to start in the construction field. Mm -hmm. And I have some cool stories on like one of our first females that was hired. Her name is Lily and she's fantastic and amazing. And like all of our clients love her and think she's so fantastic. But she reached out to me through Instagram and asked I think she was in college at this point and asked if she could do an interview with me. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, and she came to our office and it was not, it was like, she interviewed me the whole time and had all these really thoughtful, thorough questions. And I walked out of there and I was like, okay, we need to hire her. She, <laughs> she didn't even know it was a job interview. Yeah. She wasn't expecting that, but I was like, we have to hire this girl. Yeah. And she is phenomenal. So 
That's that's so awesome. And so as far as, you know, as far as all of the women at your firm and all of the men at your firm, would you say that the challenges are similar for both? Or do you think like the challenges are different for women in general? I, I, I mean, I know in the construction industry as a whole, there probably are, but like at your firm, are, are women finding that they're encountering similar um, challenges in the field, even though they're in a firm that's mostly women? I mean, I think there are more challenges initially being a woman Mm -hmm. in the field. And I think it takes a little bit of time to get over those, but I don't think it takes an immense period of time just because all of the men that are working with us and all of our clients do know that it's a female founded company. Mm -hmm. But I do think there are sometimes, you know, like bridges that we have to get over with, you know, thinking that maybe we're not as knowledgeable or thinking that we're not as good at something, but then typically, you know, after a short period of time, the subcontractors or the clients or whoever we're working with quickly finds out that we've done our research, we've done our homework, we're really good at this. Like we really put a lot of time and effort into being great. Yeah. I guess like the way, yeah. When I was trying to figure out how to phrase that question to you, I, I was like, kind of tiptoeing around it, I guess. Yeah, me too. I'm not sure how to ask it, you know, but like yeah. what I really, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is like, um, because, you know, I, I've been in, I've been, I come from the trucking industry. Um, and before that I was in law. And so I've been in these male populated environments a lot. And I, mm-hmm. my experience, especially when I was younger, I get very badly mansplained and like, you mm-hmm. know, bad comments made at me and, you know, all, all kinds of things that I had to deal with. And I know this is very common and it happens, but I'm just wondering, like if, in a firm where it is mostly women, are the men completely different? Like, do they, do they men act in a different oh, way? Oh, like the men is, that are employed with me. Is that what you're asking? And well, and the ones that are employed with you and then the ones that become used to, you know, working, working with us. I think, yes, I think they do. I mean, I think in the beginning, like there are certainly walkthroughs or clients that I have met with that have made me feel uncomfortable because I'm a woman or have asked like mm-hmm. questions like, well, your dad must have owned this business or mm-hmm. something that is untrue. My dad's a physician, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, not, he didn't own this business and I started it. And that's something that I'm super proud of. But There have been instances of that. I would probably say like once every four to six months. And those are really Mm -hmm. disappointing. Like it's disappointing to have that kind of a conversation. Um, I feel lucky enough that right now we're in the position where I walk out of there and I'm like, well, they're not good clients for for us Uh because, you know, and then I also feel bad because I'm like, well, they were in front of their wife when they said that, like that, that makes me cringe. Uh Um, but, so we do work with a lot of, of course, we work with a lot of men. Can, men is a very, or, or construction is a very male dominated industry, which we all know. Um, but I do know that the men that we work with are, they have to have a certain level of respect, which is really high. Um, so otherwise they're just not going to work with us. Essentially, I don't ever want anybody feeling uncomfortable on any of my job sites. And there's really not much that's more like, I'm not going to get more pissed off than when someone's disrespected, especially a woman. So whenever that does happen, like we, our relationship is just severed with whoever that is, but it it doesn't happen as often as it used to, just because I think all of 
the men know and understand that it is a very female founded company and a very female based company. So they have to be okay with working with yeah. females all the time. Right. Yeah. So it's, just, it, it's, it's attracting a certain personality, but it gives me so much hope because I feel like when things go wrong from that perspective, from like a sexist or racist perspective, a lot of times it's because the, the management doesn't have that perspective, right? Like it's, it's all one type of person. So it gives me hope that, you know, because <laughs> when you look at your firm with lots of women, you're not seeing as much of that. It, it seems like that could be the future of construction. You know, I yeah. want to think of, I want to think, because now we're 14%, right? But I want to think of as we grow and there's even more of us and we approach 50%, that all that sexist stuff that we deal with will fade away. Is that too optimistic? I think we're definitely heading there. I mean, I have a lot of conversations all the time weekly because, you know, it still is surprising to a lot of people that I own a construction company. Um, It just is because it just, construction seems to be a, a field where it's generational and it was started by a grandfather or a great grandfather. Like in a lot of firms in Austin are also that way. Like they have been around for a long time. It's a very generational business. Mm -hmm. So I feel super optimistic that it is going to become more women dominated because I have a lot of good conversations with clients, designers, architects, you know, engineers, people that are working in this field that, suddenly come to the realization of how amazing women are to work with once they work with a woman in our firm. And they're like, oh, it's so fantastic that you, you know, hire and employ all these women. And I'm like, yeah, because they're like super kick ass. Mm-hmm. And then once they get the opportunity to work with them, they see what I'm saying and they're like, okay, good. I'm ready to hire more female and females in this industry. And like I said, there are actually a lot of females that are interested in working in this industry. Yeah. What do you think is the key to getting more women in to the industry? I think first, they just need to know that it's possible to work in construction and that women have a lot of really positive attributes that align really well with working in construction. Um, Because I think obviously normally it's seen as a man's field and a man's sport or whatever, But when you think about the attributes that make a really good project manager, you're naming a lot of things that women are really good at. So like I kind of said earlier, organization, empathy for clients, um, just simple things like making agendas, taking notes, utilizing technology, um, starting meetings and ending meetings on time, just really simple things that women are really good at, but they don't think to apply it to a construction industry. And I think working in construction is obviously really challenging, but also mostly really fun and it's super tangible. And, you know, you get a lot of, there's a lot of like victories that happen that every single day in construction because it's so tangible. So it's fun for women to work in construction. They just have to know they can. Yeah, that's, that's a really beautiful way to put it. And then do you think it starts young? Like, do you think we should be teaching this to children. You, you're a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My two-year-old has a, um, a bunch of tools, wooden tools. <laughs> she obviously has no idea what she's doing with them, but they exist <laughs> in the playroom. Um, and maybe eventually my business will be generational because I'd love to pass it on to her if she wants it. So yeah, I mean, I do think young it's, it's, you know, 
she has her kitchen and she has her tool set and she has her doctor set and she has all these things that for me, I want to encourage her to be whatever she wants to be. When I found out that I was having girls, I don't know why I always thought I was just going to have boys. And that's such (laughs) a strange thought, but because I'm around men so much, I just thought this is my life. And then I found out I was pregnant with a girl and I was like, this is an amazing, amazing opportunity for me to like grow strong empowered women because too many women don't feel empowered and then I got pregnant and it was a second girl and I was like oh this is really fantastic now I get to do it a second time Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think starting it really young I think starting it with toys is important Mm -hmm. and then I think it's really important once women start you know whatever higher education or not even whatever trade education they get into Trades are an amazing thing for women to do as well. And it doesn't even require a four-year education. And they can make really nice livings for themselves with yeah. with trade. Yeah, I mean, our trades are paid really, really well. So, you know, I think, I do think like the TV shows have probably helped in that way. Obviously, I don't think they're really realistic in the way a construction you know, job moves or it's pricing or anything like that, but it is showing a lot more females on TV, which I think is cool because people can realize that women are in this field. Are you talking about like the HGTV type construction and home renovation shows? Yeah. And honestly, I don't even watch them because obviously I live that life during the day. Yeah, but I do know that there are, you know, females on those shows. Like the most simple example is like Joanna Gaines, you know, I mean, she's a woman in construction. So it's it's doable and it's possible. And you see that all these women are doing a really good job at it. So, and I also like going back to not needing the traditional four-year education, you know, that's obviously not affordable for everybody or maybe not something they want to do, but like a trade position for a woman is really cool. I wish more women were tradeswomen. <laughs> I was going to ask you because you're working with um, obviously tons of women in your office, but the actual people that are building um, probably still pretty male populated. Um, do you think, I mean, what do you think is the best path for women to get into the actual trades portion of construction? I think trade school is probably the best path, but I mean, yes, it's very dominated by men. still. we do have a few women that we work with, but I mean, it's like less than five that we consistently work with out of our 80 subs that we work with on a weekly basis. And it's not because I don't want to, it's just because they're not there. Um, So yeah, I mean, and trades to me really are also artists. Like when you specialize in something whatever it is, plumbing, electrical, painting, cabinetry, it's an art form in a way. Like you do have to have a creative side. You have to have a systematic side too. But I think it would fit well with a lot of women that maybe don't know what they want to do. And like I said, you make a good living on it. So. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about Skelly. How did, so your last name is Skellinger. But the yeah. name of your business is Skelly Build. How'd you come up with that? It's just, is that someone's nickname? Is that your nickname? <laughs> no. So <laughs> my maiden name is not Skellinger. My maiden name is Kaminsky. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after we got married was 
<clears throat> I started the business like a couple months after that. It was very briefly after that. And I was just, I was, I was sitting down with a friend who kind of specializes in marketing and I was, you know, telling her I was starting my business and I kind of needed help with that. And originally, and we were like, how do we appeal to designers and architects? And, you know, those are my referral partners, but Skellinger is obviously very long. So she said, why don't you do S period Kelly? <laughs> so it seems like a little bit more designer-esque. I don't know, <laughs> even though we're full construction firm, but we work with designers and then S dot Kelly home. So that's what we went with. We went with Skelly home, but it was technically S dot Kelly home. And that's still what our LLC is. And then we rebranded like a year ago to Skelly Build because we only do construction and we have only done construction and builds, renovations, and additions. Well, I love the name. I feel like it's really catchy. I, I like every time I thought about our interview upcoming, I had no problem just like remembering the name and Googling whenever I wanted to Google it. I didn't have to look it up again, which happens a lot. Like it's, a lot of names are very hard to remember, but I, I think you did great with that one. Yeah, um, we tried to make it simple enough and yeah. easy to remember. So yeah. it, it's fun too. There's something fun about it. So tell us about the company. What makes Skelly Build different than other construction companies? Well, obviously the fact that it's female owned and founded. There we go. One thing. Um, but I think there's a lot of things on the inside of the company that are very different than how a lot of construction companies operate. So I kind of touched based on earlier how I took what I liked from the previous companies I worked with and what I didn't like. And I think just like constant evaluation is always important as a business owner. And I think a lot of business owners don't do it enough, <clears throat> but basically the way that I've structured this company is everybody's specialized, just like a subcontractor is specialized. So it's split up. So we have our estimating team, we have our material management team, we have our project managers, we have our operations manager, we have a permit, um, we have someone that submits permits, and then we have my husband who does all of the finances. So it, obviously there's overlap between these things, but it's very specialized. So everybody like gets really good at their certain job versus a lot of construction companies are doing, you're doing the estimating, you're doing the ordering, and then you're managing the whole full scope of the project. So my idea is just to make sure, and it's, we've been doing this since the inception of the company, besides when I, of course, did everything on my own. Um, but everybody has their certain specialization, whether that's, you know, estimating for jobs or project managing. So like our project managers just pick up the job before demo starts, and then they finish it at punchless completion. They don't know about the job during the estimating period. So what, and then it, what are all the different services then that you guys offer? So we mostly do full interior renovations. We do additions. We do ADU builds. We do garage conversions. Um, so within that, it's like mostly always kitchen renovation, bathroom renovations, adding space through an addition, sunrooms, but really just revamping the house, adding square footage, whatever the client is looking to have done. Looking back at your career, well, first of all, I want to know what is what are some of your favorite things that you've completed, but some of your favorite projects. 
besides when I get to do my own projects, which are always really fun because I get to like incorporate everything that, you know, we've seen that we've liked in our clients' houses. Honestly, our favorite, my favorite projects are clients that let us be the experts in our field. Like they understand that they're the experts in their field, whether that's tech or, you know, they're a doctor or whatever it is. Like they understand that they're the expert and they're super knowledgeable in their field. And they also then understand that we're the expert in our, because construction is not linear. Like there are many things that go wrong and will go wrong in construction because especially when we're working with existing houses, we're finding surprises and that's just how it will go. And we prep our clients as best as possible for that. But the ones that truly understand that that is part of the process, those are my favorite projects because the, the process just goes smoother. Like we can create the most beautiful home for somebody, but the process was horrible because they didn't trust us like every step of the way, you know? So my best memories are clients that let us do our job effectively and efficiently. And I know that sounds kind of like crazy, but it just is because a lot of people question everything. Yeah. And is that problem just that's kind of universal in construction or do you think that's mostly happening with women? I do think that's a universal issue within construction because I think a lot of times clients First of all, it's a lot of money and a lot of times they're paying with cash. So they've, you know, uh, typically this is a larger amount of cash and they put down for their house because they're paying for this in cash versus they're paying a mortgage in their house. So from that aspect, we're getting emotion right off the bat. So I do think it's just within the industry, it's hard for clients to fully trust the whole process, especially if they haven't done it before. So when you said that you like to take the, your favorite aspects of jobs and put them in your own space, can you give me an example of something that you've like really liked and that you've done in your yeah. own space? Yeah. I mean, like simple things, you know, whenever you think of how you utilize your house, pre-kids and post-kids, it's very different. So like renovating this, you know, the space I'm in right now, we just finished it in January renovating this space with the fact that we had two kids is very different. So this is a condo. So examples are, you know, more built-in storage, more toy compartments. We removed like these really large closet spaces, which was, you know, framing drywall studs that were in two bedrooms because kids of two and eight months don't need that large of closets. So we installed built-ins um, niches and showers and bathtubs, like those are space savers and they aren't that expensive to do. Floor finish is really important to think about like when you have animals and when you have kids, you really have to like work with a contractor and a designer and architect who are going to think through every aspect of your house because you're, you're putting so much money into these projects and it's so hard to change after the fact. So you really want to think through like how you live in this space. I love that. Yeah, I I went to, we went to, I had like a a fundraising party um, recently and I went to a friend's house who I hadn't been to her house before. And I walked in and my first thought was, where's all her stuff? Like it was so beautifully (laughs) stored. Like I couldn't, I didn't see any kids toys. So 
Yeah. I'm like, I, I live in a very old Victorian, so I like, I need to modernize. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and those are things that you think about more whenever you're renovating because you have the opportunity because you're changing everything. So, and that was one of the things that my husband and I said is like, we don't want toys visible in the main living room. How do we achieve that? So. What would you say is something that you would do differently if looking back on your career, when looking back on your career? So, you know, I started this business because obviously a lot of reasons, but I wanted to like elevate the construction experience for clients and you know, while providing obviously an excellent service and a good high quality product. So that comes with creating relationships, whether that's referral partners or within my business. And I think sometimes it's hard for me to separate like business from personal, just because that's naturally how I am. So I think one of my biggest mistakes is honestly not firing people when they should have been let go. Because I think I think letting people go after you've created a relationship with them is really challenging, even if they're not fulfilling your requirements. And, you know, that has been hard for me because I do become attached in to my employees and my subcontractors and all of that. And I think there's definitely been instances where I should have let someone go earlier because it costs the business money. It costs me a lot of time. It costs other people in the business time. You know, when, when somebody's not performing, it affects a lot of people in a small business and everybody feels it. And that's been my struggle. <laughs> what would be some advice that you would give to men to help make things better for women in the construction industry? <laughs> take notes number one <laughs> literally bring a notepad bring a computer bring an ipad so the woman doesn't have to take all the notes <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I did interview um someone it was jennifer todd i don't know if you know her construction law gal on instagram and uh she said don't ever bring, if you're a woman in construction and you're like going to be in a male dominated area don't bring a pen just don't even bring it <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like the initial first thing I think of is take notes, follow up, like send me a recap because I just feel like, again, women are so amazing in organization and note taking and obviously millions of other things, but we're so dominating too that a lot of times, like sometimes we get in our own way because we're so, we know we're so good at something that we won't let anybody else even try. And that's been like kind of another one of my just issues as a business person is letting go. <laughs> because even if somebody doesn't do something 110% the exact way I want them to do it, they'll probably do it 95% of the way that I need them to do it. You know, like I can't be everywhere at once. So I think that's something that I've learned over the years is just I have to let go of everything because I can't do everything. <laughs> so. so delegate. Delegate for and be sure. okay with it. And be okay with it. Yeah. Like one of, I, I've hired multiple business coaches over the years. And one of, I think the best piece of advice that I got from one of them was basically physically take, make a note of the things that you like to do and the things you don't like to do and hire for the things you don't like to do. 
And that's when I started really realizing like, these are the aspects of the business that I really enjoy and like get me really motivated and make my days go fast. And these are the things I need to hire for and find somebody that that does motivate them. So your advice to men then would be take notes, like do some of the jobs that women are often expected to do. Yeah. Anything else? Oh my God. They're just really simple things. I know, I know. Like show up on time. (laughs) Don't have bad excuses. Um, I think a lot of the, first of all, all of my employees who are men are extremely respectful and also really good at being empathetic with clients. I do think that's kind of more of a learned thing and a requirement that comes from the top down. Um, But they all have like, they're all, you know, married or in relationships or have kids. So they have a lot of expertise with this, but other men that are not employees of mine that I would give advice to because they're not acting right. I guess I would just say like basic levels of human respect, because I mean, I've seen conversations where I'm like, how did that even come out of your mouth? You know, that's so, that's just so absurd, you know? And then I come home to my husband and I'm like, listen to this conversation that this guy had with me today. And he's just like, that's nuts. And I'm, and I said, if anybody ever talks to my daughters like that, like I will find them, (laughs) you know, there's just, there is a level, just respect because women are really amazing in this field and they deserve a very high level of respect. And honestly, they can like dominate things better than a lot of men can. So if, if you want, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, should they go directly to skellybuild.com or sh- should they find you somewhere else online? Should they find you on LinkedIn? Where's so, the best place, the best place to I would just say they should email me directly because Are you sure? I'm, <laughs> I'm horrible at Instagram. Like I don't okay. manage that myself. That was one of the things on the list that I'm just not good at. Um <laughs> Because there's so many other things that I want to spend my time on. Um, so it's just D-I-A-N-A at skellybuild.com. Yeah, I mean, I'm really always happy to talk to women that want to get into this industry. Like, I think it's amazing when someone reaches out to me that I've never even spoken to and wants to talk about it. Diana Scalinger, founder of Skelly Build. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us on the Hazard Girls podcast today and all of your advice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inspiring us um, with everything that you and your team, who's mostly all women, are doing in the construction industry. Thank you so much for your time. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.